Hi, I'm Maya. And I'm Tara. And welcome to Murder, Maya and Me. This is a weekly podcast that has a healthy dose of true crime mixed with the things that we find interesting and topical. You can find us on social media at Murder, Maya and Me. We are both on Twitter and Instagram. And if you like what we're doing, we'd be really grateful if you could leave us a five-star review. But if you don't like what we're doing, we'd really love to hear from you. So please send us your feedback and we will do our best to get better and better. Now for the podcast. Hi, welcome back to Murder, Myra and Me. This is episode seven. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about the McCanns and the disappearance of their daughter, Madeline. Excuse me. We're not saying that Kate and Jerry have had anything to do with the disappearance and we also have to point out that we're not psychologists, we're not profilers um, and obviously we have no background in law enforcement. Um, We've taken the information from a variety of online sources so as far as possible we try to make sure that what we're taking the information from is um, sort of legitimate uh, sources but we also accept that sometimes it can be reported incorrectly and inaccurately so full disclosure we wanted to make that really clear and I think the thing that's also really important to remember is that Madeline's still missing um, so if you do have any information about where she is or anything that you, you know you know about that situation then contact Operation Grange which is uh, their email is operation.grange at met.pnn.police.uk or you can phone them on 0207 321 9251. So Madeline McCann went um, missing on the 3rd of May 2007, and we've got a bit of a timeline as to what um, was reported to have happened that day. So the McCanns um, went on holiday on the 28th of April. Um, and on the 3rd of May, the day that she went missing, so they'd already been on holiday for a good, nearly a week routine, already, yeah. weren't they? So they'd been there for a while. Um, on the morning of her disappearance, they had breakfast, and at breakfast it's reported that Mad- Madeline asked her parents why they had not been at the apartment when she woke up and cried at night on the night before. And that's when they made the decision to have regular checks in the evening Mm. at dinner that they knew they were going to be out in the evening for dinner so they made sure that they were going to do more checks because Madeline said she'd been upset the night before um which just gives you a little bit of a background as to what Mm. was going on but I've also read that they were doing that anyway this is what I mean conflicting accounts we don't really know of so much information so much information so much misreported information Mm. obviously we can only go with what's out there absolutely um so that day, the kids were at kids' club all day and the parents were at tennis all day um, at about 5 or... Uh, between 5 and 6 p.m. in the evening. Kate gets the kids ready for bed whilst Jerry goes to play tennis again mm. um, and then comes back at about 7 to get the kids to bed, um, sort of help with that final bit of reading books, getting them to sleep, whatever was going on. And again, there's a little bit of um, hearsay as to whether maybe there was... Um, any sleep aid mm. <laughs> added um, because obviously they were both doctors there's a bit of speculation around what might have happened that evening just before they went for dinner but also something I thought was really weird that he she was because I've got a timeline as well and ours are similar but different but 
I, I read that the kids had dinner at 5.30pm, so it's kind of like the last time that Maddie was seen out in the complex. And then um, they were meant to be meeting up with other children within that group, the tapas sevens, which we will talk about those um, as we sort of move on. But the, she decided, Kate decided that the, the kids were too tired, so she was just going to put them to bed. So Jerry went off to play tennis again, and um, Kate had the kids. But I, this is the thing I find really weird, right? So there's a guy called David Payne who was in the Tapas 7, who was a mate of theirs. And Jerry said, will you go and check on Kate and the children while he was playing tennis? And I'm hey. like, what? Why didn't he go? Do you know what I mean? I found that really weird. It's just, and, and there's no, I don't, I'm not, I don't think that's got any major significance. But I just think yeah, there's so many things about the... this, this case that's so weird. Yeah. You can, and because there's no real... No Nobody knows. Yeah. All you can do is it's speculate, I suppose. Yeah. Which is what everyone's doing. Well, yeah, quite. <laughs> and getting sued for doing so. Yes, yes. <laughs> so please don't sue us. <laughs> um, so according to my timeline, Jerry... Uh, so they get the kids off to bed. They close the shutters. The windows are closed. But the, to- the doors kept ajar to their bedroom. And I believe the apartment was left unlocked. Mm-hmm. Which we were discussing earlier we think that's a bit i don't know it just doesn't sit right with me me either this was only 2007 so it's not like it's not like it's 1955 or something exactly. and everyone leaves the bloody doors unlocked even when i grew up I, as you know i'm an elderly person <laughs> you know we did we did leave the house unlocked we did leave our, genuinely we did yeah. mum used to leave the car keys in the car no shit seriously yeah. same in guernsey yeah so it's like mm, yeah i know it? it's just I don't know, when you're on, on holiday in a place that you don't know, you've only been there, I know you're in a complex and stuff, but it's still accessible from the outside. It's not got security walking around 24-7. Yeah, I've, and I said this to you as well earlier, to be fair to them, I do think there's something that happens to humans when they're on holiday. There's that psychological shift. It's like, yay, holiday mode. Chill. And you become happened. much, much less vigilant. But actually... From a from a personal safety point of view, you should become more vigilant because you're going to a place that you don't know. Even like for example, when Owen and I went to um, to Spain, it was a place I'd been to five years ago, so I knew that place already, and it's a small place, knew it pretty well. But still, See, I would never have left our apartment no. with even the the windows open. No. See, I'm I'm the opposite. If I'm away from home, I'm I'm hyper vigilant. Are you? Even in Denmark. Um, somewhere I've been a lot mm. if the windows are open at night I don't feel comfortable mm. because it's ground floor yeah I get that um even if I was in an apartment I would have the windows closed at night I'm just I'm getting in the car in the dark I check if the, there's anyone in the boot yeah, if there's well, anyone in the back seat should... check if anyone's crawled cuddled up in this mm. in the footwell do you know what I mean I'm just I'm just so hyper vigilant mm. um because I, I even in my home, own home when I'm at home at night, I check every bloody room before I go to bed. Well, I don't think there's the anything house. wrong with that. As long as, it, as long as it doesn't stop you doing things, no. I think that's when it becomes a problem. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm, I don't understand why you would leave an apartment unlocked. That's our first problem of the... Our first opinion. Yeah. For want of a better description. That, or assessment of that situation. Because I always feel like in this kind of situation, 
there for the grace of God go I. I don't have any kids, but I have got nieces and nephews and godchildren that I couldn't imagine losing in this kind of context. Um, and you have to have empathy as, as humans. But I also think that you have to take some responsibility and I would never leave an apartment unlocked if I was on holiday. And maybe it's because I've been somewhere where there was a spate of burglaries when I, I was in Corfu years and years ago. And um, there was a load of burglaries and... And so we didn't, you know, it was, people had their stuff nicked. I was lucky that one of our, you know, my stuff wasn't nicked, but maybe that informed my opinion, you know, like 20 years ago. I don't know. Just something that doesn't quite sit right with it's us. It's weird. Weird number one. Yeah, definitely. There'll be a lot, so I don't, I won't number them because there's too many. <laughs> um, so they go off for dinner, 8.30, um, according to this timeline, and nine nine o'clock, Jerry returns and notices the position of the door of the bedroom is different to how they left it. He checks all the kids are asleep, heads back to dinner, stops on the way and chats to friends. At 9.15, another parent goes to check on her kids and sees um, a figure uh, or a man carrying his a, a child. Uh, six years later, this um, man identified has been... This man has now been identified and is apparently innocent and was carrying yeah. his own kid. Yeah, so that's interesting. That's I've got that down as 9.10, but whatever. That's that Jane Tanner. She's part of um, the Tapas 7. Yeah. And um, there's a, there's an American profiler, allegedly a profiler. I'm saying allegedly because I don't know anything about the woman, but her name is Pat, and she's on the Maddie podcast, and she makes a lot out of this alleged sighting and that Jane Tanner's, you know, basically full of shit and... This, I don't know this. I don't know this. This Pat woman. I I don't think looking at her bio that she's really got much. I don't think she's much of a profile. I'm just saying that, right? Um, but it's interesting, isn't it, that she sees this guy, and for years that was, that was you know like everyone thought, oh, that's got to be the the guy who was abducted, Maddie. And now it's been like, oh no, it's somebody else. Well, it made it was a really um interesting or important piece of evidence or eyewitness testimony at the time because you know it would make sense a, f- a figure that no one knows who it is mm. a man carrying a small child yeah. in their pajamas yeah. in their arms mm. it it made sense but apparently the guy's come forward he's been able to confirm yeah and they've they've got the like pajamas that mm. were very similar to that of maddie's that was wearing that night so that's been dis um disregarded by the police or put to a side and yeah they know they now they now know because they've written it off yeah are we talking the met police or the portuguese police i believe the met right yeah because they've also looked into it now, well yeah I, I have a lot to say about the met getting involved in this but i'll i'll stay that until we finish the timeline because <laughs> otherwise we'll never get through it no exactly <laughs> so um then at nine thirty, i've got here dinner um another dinner friend offers to check or another of the, what were they calling them? The Tapas, Tapas 7. seven yeah. um, offers to check on the McCanns and returns to say all is well. That's However, a guy called Matt Oldfield. Who then later said that he didn't actually look didn't in. Didn't see her. He saw the twins, but he couldn't see her because he didn't stick his head right into the room. He kind of listened, could see that the twins were all right, and, and then just left. And I'm like, so she she might not be there. Yeah, we don't know. So there's no evidence to say she was there. There's no evidence to say she wasn't. So at the last point that we think that she was definitely there is when 
Jerry McCann at 9.05, yeah. if you believe him. So there's quite a big time gap here. There's about an hour until mm-hmm. when they know that she's definitely gone. You say a big time gap, though. An hour's not that long. I don't think it is. And presumably, like, I suppose... I've never been to Portugal, have you? No. Um, I'm assuming it's a bit like that sort of Mediterranean kind of vibe where really most people are starting to go out to eat about half eight, nine, nine thirty, ten. It's like a it's late... like prime time. Yeah. It's not very English, I know, but um, or, or it's going to be it's going to be busy around on the streets and. The... Well, no, I would have thought so. This is why I'm like Jesus Christ. This How's no one? It's so confusing this case. So 10pm, Kate McCann returns to discover that Madeline is missing. So that's where we're at now. Madeline goes missing. The next day, there's a conference. The um, Well, that evening, they call the police, don't they? Well, The yeah, Portuguese police, like but they take their time to get there. It's like Inspector Clouseau. Yeah. So we've got... What, who was the um, detective? That Amaral. Was oh, he was a bit there. Bellend. Yeah. For want of a better word. Well, I'm just going to say it like I think. You may as really. well. Um, I'll put up pictures of, you know, the... I mean, I'm sure everybody has this seen This is the thing. If you haven't heard of this case... If you've been living under I, a rock. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Because I don't know that there's anyone in the Not world. It's a, it's a world yeah, case, it was. isn't it? Um, and and to, to be fair to Amaral, I'm sure he was under a lot of pressure. Um... But he lost his job and apparently his marriage ended because of this case. Really? Yeah, apparently. Apparently really, like... I mean, he was forced to quit, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, Having said that, he was also... You have to... I suppose always looking at it through the lens of your own culture. So a missing person in this country is probably not that big a deal. But a missing child in this country... Is four massive. years old would be a huge deal. Yeah. He was still out for dinner with his mates. He yeah. didn't he didn't get involved he didn't turn up to the next day. Yeah. So I think from a cultural perspective, but apparently and I don't know how accurate this is, and forgive me when I don't know all the references, I'll reference where I can, but I've listened to so much, I've read so much about this case in the last few days since Mara and I were researching it. Um apparently culturally the the legal system out there is that a missing person is not a crime. Even if it's a child. Yeah. Now, whether that's changed since McCann, yeah. I don't know. But if you look at it in that context, he's like, well, yeah, I'll let the local police deal with it until is, such a time as it becomes a crime. This is why I go back to why I'm so hypervigilant when I'm somewhere that I don't know. Because I don't know the legal system. That's I don't really know good the point. police. I don't know really the way that the system works as well as I do at home. Yeah. And I have that safety of I know what... I'm, I have um, a better understanding at home of... If something's happened, this, this, and this, and this happens. When you're in a foreign country, yeah. you don't. It's a really good point, actually. Because, I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm not criminal, so it's probably fairly easy for me. But when I go abroad, I don't do... I don't. I think, basically, what, when you the way you do one thing is the way you do everything. So if you're a criminal at home, you're probably going to do criminal stuff when you're on holiday. Uh-huh. Or have disregard for the, the laws. So, But I do know a friend of mine who got beaten up by a load of Spanish police because he was somewhere, like, I don't know, somewhere where people go and annoy the Spanish on English idiocy. And he was a young lad and he just was taking a piss against a wall, I think, like you do. Just disrespectful. Yeah. And he just, they happened upon him and they beat the crap out of him. And so yeah. he went down to the police station to complain because he was fairly well to do. And I think he thought that he could, you know, do what he wanted. And he complained to, to the like, local police chief guy and he just told him whatever the Spanish is for, do one. Mm-hmm. He said, get out of here, get out of my, you know... You, Police you, station. Yeah. 
So this, you know, it, every every country has its own rules, its own procedures, its own systems. So you can't expect them to run just because you're British. Yeah. To, for it to be run as if it was a British, agreed under British soil because mm. they don't have jurisdiction. Or do they? Well, in this situation, in that first twenty four hours, the crucial time for a missing person, mm. you're not gonna see the british police oh, no. there are you because logistically it's just not going to happen that quickly no so that is the timeline that is the start of our analysis for want of a better description because at the end of the day we don't know and we certainly don't know all the details and i haven't read the mccann's book i haven't read any books on it at all because um quite honestly i don't i don't really want to read that much about it i think um i remember when this happened and and being Completely honest, I remember the the like the hue and cry and the media, and I remember at the time like a few people I worked with got right into it and they were going. <gasps> Somebody came into the office one day and they said, "I think they found Maddie." And like who, I was like, "Who the hell is Maddie?" And she went, "You know Madeline." I was like, "No, I don't know who you're talking about." Literally, as if it was her best mate. Yeah, yeah. And I found that really creepy. Yeah. That investment that people who had no freaking clue who these people were, I yeah. found really odd. And it seemed to me like you were in either one or one camp where you thought the parents had something to do with it or yeah. you were you thought they were like butter wouldn't melt and yeah. I'm kind of somewhere in the middle because I said all along if this had been the kid of some crack whore in Huddersfield no one would, no would give a rat's ass. but because it's two middle class doctors and actually they weren't middle class they actually dragged themselves out of whatever pit they came from apparently this is the stuff that I'd read and they've done really well for themselves and good on you I don't I don't give a shit what your job is but what I found with them two, I just didn't like them. No. There was and something I think that's what, very unlikable. How many years later are we? It was 2007. 12. 12 years later, people have really lost their patience. A lot of people that were once 100% backing it because the first mm. thing you do, missing child, oh my God, we need to get this child back. Yeah. And now it's become this... Well, we'll talk about it more. It's mm. it's become all about money, about suing, about legal processes. Yeah. It's not become about a child. Everyone's missing. forgotten about Madeline in some way. I know they haven't forgotten, but and you said this. The narrative's been moved. Yeah, so. we 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 find it really weird that right from the get go, the McCanns have been really really determined to control the narrative, to the point where I. I've been listening to the Maddie podcast. I haven't listened to all of it. It's a nine a news one, I think, an Australian one. And some of the stuff I think is garbage and some of it I think is quite interesting. So I don't know how accurate this is, but they do play you recordings of people who are in the family through to the studio the very next day talking about stuff. And allegedly the McCanns were phoning people at two in the morning back in England to... So the assumption is is that they've asked people to contact the news in the UK. And I'm like, if my kid was missing, the last thing I'd want to do is ring people in England about it. Around the I'd be streets. trying to do what I can to find in the country and yeah. focus on I find that really weird. Not to say that they've done it. Again, I, do, I actually don't think, my, my opinion is, is I don't think they, they did it, but I find there's something not quite right. And I don't really know... Unless one day she's found and she's, you know, like the Joseph Fritzl thing, you know, she's found in a basement somewhere, God forbid. Um, I personally think she's dead. Mm -hmm. I think that... I think I'm the same. 
you know, I think that she was probably killed very quickly, especially because of the high-profile nature of... I, I think mean, she's dead and been dumped in the sea. Yeah, I mean, and she was tiny. She was, let's remember, she was like, she was like a week away from being four, wasn't yeah, she? Yeah, you could pop her in a suitcase. A diddy little diddy thing, night. yeah. Um, so I think that with them, they're just not very likeable people. And they did some stuff that I found really, really odd. Really odd, like the whole phoning phoning your family and getting them to maybe, and I'm saying maybe because I don't know what the conversations were, contact the media in the UK. Um, I mean, even that, I, I don't know if it's the first press conference that he did or they did, where he comes out and he's got, um, he's got like a script. And I said this to you, you know, why are you not speaking from the heart? They had PR hired from yeah. very early on. Yeah, and also, um, I think they set up the Maddie, Fine Maddie Fund within... 14, 21 days of her going Very missing. Quick. And let's, uh, you know, I don't know what, why they did that, but that's not a charity. No. That's a fund. Yeah. And a, apparently, according to what I heard, they've, they've had £4 million in that and not one penny's been accounted for because it doesn't have to be because it's not a charity. Wow. So while we're talking about money, I'm going to go on to my next pet peeve. Operation Grange. Eleven point six million pounds of public money has been put into that campaign or that operation, and I just find that out fucking outrageous. It makes I really me feel quite sick. At eleven point six million pounds on one investigation, which actually it shouldn't actually be an English investigation. No. It should. I I know the Portuguese investigation was pump, but why is that? I just, I can't get my head around that. £11.6 million for one kid. And I'm not saying, I, I believe in the egalitarian aspect or, or, or approach where everyone should be the same. But this is my point. One child's had £11.6 million. It's a cold case. Your tummy's rumbling. Yeah, yeah I know, I'm sorry. Um, and I'm ranting, I'm sorry, but... I tried to find some stats on how many children go missing every year in the UK and I found it really difficult... But I found a a website um, that dealt with missing children in Europe and the EU. And approximately a quarter of a million children are reported missing in the EU. Wow. Every year. They say it's difficult to get all of the stats because there's different rules and and stuff within the countries and everything. However, even if you... A conservative estimate that one child a week goes missing in the UK that you don't hear about... That's 50 kids a year. That's a lot. And one kid has has 11.6 million. That much resource. What? And this is the other thing I find. When you look back at all of the... the, I mean, the media coverage was insane. And I do feel really sorry for the McCanns having to deal with that. But I also feel like you you dance with the devil, you have to take... You the fire. Do you know what I mean? You can't have it both ways. So, but I think the Prime Minister also said something about that. They had a lot of clout. Somewhere behind the scenes, somewhere, they knew someone who had had access to really powerful people. Well, when I was looking through the timeline later on, because obviously this happened in 2007, she went missing. In in terms of the money that was added in to the investigation, I found that... Let me just have a look on my notes...
because the Home Office, so yeah, the Home Office um, in 2013 decided to then start the full-scale investi- investigation by the Met Office. Why? Which is, is, is um, starts that ball rolling of how much money. Mm. Then we have um, in 2014, they're continuing to pour more money into it. Um, they have um in two thousand and fifteen they have the manpower is reduced from twenty nine people to four. So they finally look after two years of having twenty nine people solely working on this case for two years. That's you know, mad. put down to four. Then in two thousand and sixteen, Theresa May grants ninety five thousand pounds extra funding mm. for the search. That's two thousand sixteen. Mm. That's what they were granted funding until March two thousand nineteen. Yeah, another I can't remember how much because but... they they had an additional eighty five thousand, um, in two thousand and seventeen, which brought them up to the eleven million. Mm. So it's well over that now. It's eleven point six that I last looked at, yeah. and I know that it was up. There was funding up until March two thousand and nineteen, and I think f- the other thing that really grips me is. You would think that the McCanns are sort of in involved in this, and maybe they are. I don't know. But they do a lot of weird stuff like apparently they haven't they've had somebody volunteer to do like a, an age progression photograph because the last one if you look on have you been on their website find Maddie website no yeah have a look, look have a look at that if you can google it it's not like you won't find it um the last photo i think was, was when she was would have been 12 years old well she would have been 16 this year apparently so there's a big difference as a kid between 12 and 16 they they released an ifit didn't they Oh, what of, of her at fifth? What they thought it was thirteen. I think it's twelve. The last one. Or it might it be thirteen, but anyway, not not sixteen. Somebody's yeah. volunteered to do another one, and they've they? they've not for for free. And they said no. Yeah. Mm, that's a bit weird. I'd be getting anything I could. But this is what I mean. The the, the whole. I don't, I don't know. It just doesn't jive with me. There's some things that. Every time you go on their page, every page you go onto at the top, it says purchase our book. Yeah. Right. Not. Here's the book if you want some more information. Purchase our mm. book. Give us give us more money because we don't have enough for bloody money. Sorry. Yeah, and I'm not I'm not averse to money. Money's great, but I think uh, when when other kids have gone missing, have they been able to have their parents been able to access funding in the way that these two have? Have their parents had a PR company working with them from the get-go have their parents had jobs that probably meant they were pretty financially independent already probably not mm-hmm. and i'm i'm also a great believer that you don't penalize people for the choices that they make in life you know if you if you can just because they've done all right i don't agree with that but similarly i think that if people don't have the opportunity to to fund a campaign why are we giving 11.6 million of public funds to a, a cold case, essentially? doesn't make sense to me. Um, and I, I suppose underpinning all of this is my opinion, and this is just my opinion, is that I cannot, and I will not, and I don't care what people say. I know a lot of people say, oh, yeah, I'd do that if I was on holiday. I cannot understand how educated 
articulate people can leave their children in an apartment on their own. This is where I think I can managed recently... to run a media campaign for the last ten years. Oh, they've never ever taken responsibility for the fact that they left those children. I remember I remember where I was. This is a bit like one of those ones, you know, you remember where you were. I remember where I was when I heard first about it. Like a four year old girl had gone missing after being alone in an apartment with her two brothers or with her two siblings. And I remember thinking, bloody hell. I'm thinking it's maybe like a 12-year-old yeah. or a 10-year-old. Yeah. Maybe even like slightly younger than that had been left alone with a four-year-old and they were looking after them. And so then I found out that it was a four-year-old and there was two-year-old twins. I couldn't believe it. I was like, what planet are they on? Just blows my friggin' mind. My mum would not leave me until I was... I'm, I think I must have been at least 10. And even then it was like... There was someone else upstairs that was available mm. to look after me. There was phone numbers. I don't yeah. think I was even left, actually. It might have been for half an hour or she my popped bro- round to the, the other yeah. neighbour and came back. Not even that. My brother and I were definitely not left. And I'll tell you the reason why. is because my brother was a little shit. So if Matthew could hurt himself, he would. You know, Not by, on purpose. He just was, he was that kid that would fall yeah. out of the tree or yeah. crush his bike into a wall. So I'm not... So just from... I, again, it's always easy to say, apparently, if you don't have children, but... I said this to you earlier, my nephew came to stay over and he sleeps in our one of our spare bedrooms that's at the front of our house. And I was thinking, oh, I might go in the garden that's at the back of our house. And I did not feel comfortable doing that. And the reason being is not for any reason did I think he was going to be abducted. But I thought, God, what if he falls out of bed? What if he wakes up and he's distressed? Mm-hmm. You wouldn't know. I possibly wouldn't hear him and I would not want my nephew to feel that he was on his own or or he you know he could actually hurt himself there's just so many things that little kids can do climbing on things no any you list the number of ways that kids can get into tricky situations and then there's three of them yeah i don't know just something screams like i don't i just feel that maybe not straight away because you're in panic, you're in shock, all you want to do is find them. But this has been, what, over 10 years, 12 years, we're saying. Mm. At some point, we would have gone, yeah, look, we made a mistake, but we're still yep. really devastated, we just want to... F-. Especially when there's people coming out accusing them. That's the point, you go, look, we know we did something wrong, but we didn't bloody kill our kids. Yeah. That's the point, isn't yeah. it, where you start going, look, 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 chill out, let me hold my hands up, we maybe weren't as vigilant as we could have been, mm. but we made a mistake... And it's cost us, and we're yeah. really, really, yeah, regretting that as as you would. See, I agree. He has come out and said, and it's Jerry that said it, that they had nothing to do. They, I think his words were, and I'm always very interested in like the the breaking the down the, the the words that people use because they're very telling. Um, but he says something like, "We've had nothing to do with the disappearance of our daughter" or something like that, and I thought that's a weird thing because I'll just say we didn't do it. I, fa- I found that very odd language. And I'm not a forensic linguist or any by any stretch of the imagination. But if somebody said to me, did you have anything to do with your daughter's disappearance? No, I didn't. I had nothing to do with my daughter's disappearance. It's not the way he he Best said problem. it. I can't remember exactly what he said. So I'll try and find the... Um, the statement. The statement that he made. Um, I just saw on their website, they've got like all the most updated... Like updates. Mm. The last update was about the twelfth anniversary of the abduction, 
mm. um, saying that it would have been her 16th birthday in May. Yeah. Um, no. Yeah, she would have been 16. Yeah. yeah. So, and they were also put a statement out because obviously in March this year was when they had the release of that Netflix series. Yeah. Um, the Disappearance of Madame McCann. Um, and they released a statement saying, we are aware that Netflix are planning to screen a documentary in March about Madeline's disappearance. The production company told us that they are making the documentary and asked us to participate. We did not see and still do not see how this programme will help the search for Madeline. And particularly given that there is an active police investigation could potentially hinder it. Consequently, our views and preferences are not reflected in the programme. Well, yeah, because you decided you didn't want to have anything to do with it. We will be making, we will not be making any further statements or giving interviews regarding this program. See, I find that really weird. I find the I find the fact that you get for for a couple who want to control the narrative. I don't understand why you wouldn't just go out there and say, look, this is what happened. You know, this has not changed. This is the situation. They've written a bloody book about it. Why wouldn't they be involved in a Netflix programme? I, I know. You, I, I think it's a shitstorm because they because they can't control the narrative yeah. because they're not going to be the only ones standing up there spouting off that story that they've got. Because they were clear it's an abduction the whole time. I don't think she wandered off. I, I don't know why I think that. I just think if she wandered off... It's a bit weird that she wandered off and then she just disappeared into thin air. Yeah. But then also, are the Portuguese police capable of, of doing a, an accurate and thorough search of the surrounding area? I don't know. Unlikely. I just think... The one thing in the Netflix programme which they focused on a, to- a lot, and I watched the Netflix programme ages ago, so yeah, I might I watched be some of it, it, but I didn't watch all of it. I just find it a bit dull, to be honest. Because, yeah. because it is, it's very repetitive, and I think that's what everyone's starting to find frustrating about mm. this case is obviously we all want There's to know new her. information but is no there? it's all the same yeah. stuff and we're not going anywhere with mm-hmm. it um yeah i agree and they were talking about these cadaver dogs that were getting in oh. and cadaver dogs are great they're really good but if anyone has died in that property ever mm-hmm. they're gonna find something well i have an opinion about this so i I think that there's a place for these kind of dogs. And I think that they obviously have a really big uh, impact in situations where they're trying to find um, bodies and stuff. However, I don't know what research there is. You know, what's the... Can you evidence, like, the number of false positives? Can you evidence the number of times they miss things? It's an animal Um, Yeah, you know, like, there's, there's fallibility. The thing that I found very, very interesting is that everyone got their tits in the ringer because the DNA dog, like the blood dog and the um, cadaver dogs, mm-hmm. both alerted in the same place. So everyone's like, well, that must mean something. And it must mean that ha- something's happened there and blah, blah, blah. Someone could have had a heart attack and that's what it's picking up. Who, well, I don't think they, I don't think they could have, pick up on heart attacks. I don't know if they... someone has been deceased there for a long time. If somebody's died there, yeah, because it doesn't evidence that it's Madeline, but but particularly the fact that they both alerted for blood and cadaver at the same place. So I have a theory about this as well. I don't think you can put too much store in that because a lot of people are saying, oh, something must have happened. So have you heard of the horse that could count? 
Oh, well, I'm going to... No. I deliberately didn't tell you about this earlier, <laughs> just so I can impress you with my knowledge. I'm, oh, sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm not really going to impress you that much. To be fair. <laughs> no, I'm sure you will. <laughs> so, um, so there's a, a story called A Horse That Couldn't count, Could Count, right? And his name was Clever Hands, and he was owned by a guy called Willem von Osten. Okay. So I'm just going to call him William because I'm do that English thing, you know, like we do <laughs> talk about earlier. So... Essentially, the this guy thought that animals were more intelligent than humans could, were you know would give them credit for, and this was like in eighteen nineties I think, mm-hmm. so a long time ago. So he was probably quite a visionary person because we know now that creatures are more sentient perhaps than we believed. Yeah. He tried to teach a cat how to count, didn't work. Tried to teach a bear how to count, that didn't work either, but he didn't get eaten, so that's a Yeah, touch. I was going to say. Well, honestly. Um, so he figured on a horse, right. and he managed to get clever hands to count. He managed to like demonstrate, he'd, he'd get him to do like really complicated stuff, like fractions and things, you know, fr- complicated stuff for a horse anyway. Seriously. How does the horse... Exactly, right? So how the hell did he do that? How did he... And everyone's saying, oh my God, this guy's a genius. And he like went on tour. And he wasn't 100% accurate, but they he was around about 89% accurate most, you know, most of the time he would... What, would he have numbers and it would have to walk over to them? Yeah, he'd, have to, he'd just do it with his hoof. He'd just go like, you know, add five and nine and, and, and you know, the horse would go one, two, whatever, you know, 14. Oh. Right? So, and, and, but more complicated stuff than that. And you can Google this if you want to find out about it. It's, it's really quite interesting. And there's pictures as well. Um... I saw this on a, I think it was like a David Attenborough program, I can't remember. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, that's amazing. Um, so people were like, no, this is, this is rubbish. There's some, there's some sort of tomfoolery going on here. You're Googling yeah. it, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> and um, so they, they took this guy away and they got other people to, to do this. And they found that the horse could still answer the questions because they thought, oh, maybe it's the, the handler. Yeah. And... No, they would. He the handler would ask the questions. So there was another guy who just didn't believe it. He just thought this is not true. I yeah. can't see how this can happen. So yeah. what he did is he started to change more and more variables, and what they did, he started to get Willem, what's his face, to ask questions that he didn't know the answer to. Yeah. And when he asked him the questions that he didn't know the answer to, his accuracy dropped to zero. Mm-hmm. He did. The horse couldn't. So he, answer questions. if he'd always been asked what's four plus eight, yeah. he would always get the right answer. But if he'd never if, been asked nine plus one... No, no, it wasn't it that. It was, oh. it was if, if Willem or another person knew the answer to the question, the horse could read subtle signals in their body language. Mm-hmm. So apparently they, they thought it was maybe like the tension that they got. And then when they got to the right answer, he'd relax and then the horse would stop. Yeah. So the horse would read the interaction yeah. between the humans. Yeah. I think he's incredible. Yeah. I would imagine that a dog has the capability yeah, yeah, of doing definitely. that. Yeah, definitely. So if a dog... Because the dog's very in tune with his hugely. Handler. It was the same guy who did the same things. So my argument about that is if a dog is as intelligent as a horse... Right. And we have dogs that check... You know, we were talking about this, you know, your, your friend who does the cancer dogs and, you know, guide dogs with blind. If you've yeah. got animals that are that clever... Yeah. I think that they could read the same signal from the handler. So the handler could be like, oh my God, he's going over to our area. And the other dog then alerts because they're picking up the signals. That's my personal opinion. I don't think you can put any store in anything that those dogs found. But so many people do believe that because the dog's both alerted in the same place. I just don't know. 
Do you know what I mean? There's nothing, there's nothing of this that makes me go, oh, that definitely happened. Mm. There's all these theories out there and I just don't even know what, I, I can't actually put my finger on any theory as to what I think's happened. So I what? think I think I have an instinctual feeling that she's dead. I do. I and I have dead. an instinctual feeling that the parents didn't do it. Yeah, I agree with you in both those cases and I also feel that she was dead very quickly. Yeah. I don't think she was taken prisoner or, or you know, if she was abducted by a paedophile ring, I don't think they kept her alive. I think they just realised they were this was way too big for them. Um, and statistically speaking, when if children you... are abducted and murdered, they're usually murdered very quickly after they're abducted. And also, think about it. If you are trafficking young girls, young whatever... You've abducted this girl, you see all the... Because the, it blew up quickly. Mm. You'd be like, right, let's get rid of this. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. you do not want to have... Because she was very... um, She had... Do you remember the, the picture eye. of the eye? Yeah. She was quite distinctive yeah. looking. Yeah. She would have been quite easy for someone to realise, okay, this is that Madeleine McCann girl that's gone mm. missing, this new girl that's popped up on whatever it is. Yeah. It would be something that would be dangerous for them to keep. I agree. I think... The things that I, I agree with you, I think that, that... If that was what happened, we don't bloody know. No, I mean, there's so, there is so much speculation, and I think that's probably hindered things. I'll tell you what I also think has hindered things is that the Portuguese police... Well, garbage, complete garbage. And I, I don't, you know, Amaral, I know he had a terrible time afterwards, but I think... You know, you kind did of half help himself. Yeah, exactly. Excuse me, I'm yawning, I've been up early. I also feel that... Um, and I, d- I don't, you know, statistically speaking, children are abducted by people or, you know, they're victimised by people that they know. Um, I don't I don't think for one minute it was anyone in the past seven. Because there's been a lot of co- lot of st- talk about the fact that they weren't separated and their stories were um, get, given into They actually got together and did a timeline themselves. And, oh, really? Yeah. So, I mean... Kate and Jerry weren't separated immediately by the police and, and had their stories. They, That's the first thing you do, right? They were only eight questions the next day, next day separately. Um, so they had time to like... Yeah, so I don't think... But I don't think that... Um, I don't think that I, there was any sort of malevolence in there with the Tapa 7. I think Jerry's very controlling. I think it's something not quite right. I think that um, I think maybe the timeline is more pristine than it probably was because and yet there's still inconsistencies. And I I was I, I don't think I've ever told you this, but I was on a I did jury service, mm-hmm. and um, it was a paedophilia case. Mm-hmm. It was a really old man um, who had allegedly molested three different girls on different times, and I remember thinking to myself. How stupid people were. I'm just going to say that. I know it's really inappropriate, but I don't care. I won't go into the details of the case because I can't. But two things that came up and when we were doing like the assessments, I was like... One of them was saying, oh, well, he's 86. He probably hasn't got a libido. I'm like... That's what? A load of old bollocks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. And two... They were like, well, none of their stories match. And I'm like, yeah, they won't. Because humans, by definition, I, I said to them in that Usually group, when if they're matching perfectly... There's something wrong. 
exactly right. But they, you know, it was God, it, was, it was painful. It was painful doing jury that was service. Horrible. God, it was really horrible. Actually, you normally hope you hope you're just getting some like oh god weed case. Yeah, no, it's really horrible. But I, it, you know, that was really difficult to sort of get through to people. Just because you're eighty, or doesn't mean to say that you're not a paedophile. And secondly, um, that stories that actually match pristinely are for me way more suspicious. Yeah. And I feel like it was weird to me that they all got together and figured out their timeline. Because surely you would know. Surely you would know that that's not what you should be doing. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. But, so I, I thought, I wrote down, like, what what could have happened? Like, what, do you, in our opinion, because I've written down, it's my opinion, obviously you can tell me what you think. But I wrote, either they did it and it was deliberate or they did it in as an accident. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe... You know, I they threw her over shaking baby syndrome. That yeah, kind of thing. I think if it were to be anything, it'd be more an accident, personally. If they did it, yeah. Yeah. But I don't think they did it. No. I think it, then there's something. Did did they do it? They didn't do it, sorry, but they're protecting someone else that yeah. did it. Could be. I think that maybe. I, th- I think that's a possibility. So, in that context, what I'm thinking possibly happened is. I think they maybe gave her something more than couple and that's the reason why maybe it was easier for somebody to abduct her and that their behaviour that's so weird is out of guilt and they can therefore never take responsibility for what they did, if that makes sense. Yeah. I don't know. Don't know. That's just a thought. Yeah. The other thing is that she walked away and she was either abducted as she walked away or she just disappeared into thin air. Uh, I don't think she could have left. I don't know. I really don't know. I don't know. I think that could happen, but it very much depends on, again, we don't know her. Yeah. So, like, for example, I know my brother was a big wander offer. I was. Oh, so, God. like, when we went to the supermarket, he'd be behind us yeah. one second or next to us one second. Mum would pick something up off a shelf and he would be gone. Yeah, Matthew was exactly the same. So, if she was like that, she woke up and they weren't there. She was scared. She thought, well, I know that they're at the tapas bar, wandered outside wandered the wrong way because it's dark mm. and ended up somewhere for whatever reason. Yeah. And something happened. Possible? I'd... Yeah. But again, why wouldn't she then not just be found? Her body for... Unless she's been abducted by someone at that point. It just... It, again, it doesn't really ring... It doesn't true. make sense, does it? No, something doesn't click with that one. And I know a lot of people are like, oh, the dog's in the car, and I'm like, I just don't... I just don't... I, I don't agree with that. Like, no. You're gonna, they're gonna be something of Maddie in there because she, that's her family vehicle. Like some of her stuff will be there, but also, how in the name of God, when they had paparazzi right in their face twenty four seven from literally May the fourth, how could they have disappeared off to Spain and not? They had people tailing them the whole time. I don't know how they had an opportunity no, to, to, to dispose of her body in any way, agreed. shape, or form. I'm not saying it couldn't have happened, but. Please, somebody explain to me how that would happen. How they managed to do that yeah. without anyone seeing. And I also think if it was to have been anyone of that seven, mm. we'd know by now. I think somebody would have... Something would have Someone changed. would have cocked up. Usually. I think time is, is a great... It changes everything. And it's either... As time goes on, you either get closer to something happening or you get further away. And I think in this instance, it's got further away because I don't think they particularly had anything to do with it um so the final one is that she was abducted and there could be two options here that she was abducted like from a planned abduction so that somebody 
was watching them yeah. while they're away um, or it was somebody who just happened upon an apartment they were going around maybe doing a burglary and thought oh brilliant I'm going to nick a kid yeah because there is a theory there was a paedophile who's been convicted mm. who was um, was convicted of three I believe rapes of girls mm. around her age at the time in the area yeah Um, and there was even one guy who said yeah I raped her but then no and but no, he said, oh, oh, yeah, I was in the area or whatever. But I've got an alibi, but never gave his alibi. Mm. And he didn't, sorry, he didn't say that he wrote to her. He just said that, you know, he, he was convicted of Peter in prison, said, yeah. yeah, I was around there at the time, but I'm not going to give you my alibi. Again, weird behaviour, but could just be him teach, attention seeking. Mm. There's nothing, they've obviously not been able to link him because if they would, I'm sure they would. Yeah. They've already got him in jail, so why not try and link him? So, I mean, I, I think, I do feel she was abducted. I know there's a lot of talk about whether or not the shutters were broken or the shutters weren't broken or the window was oh, open. Oh, those shutters, the though. Uh, do you know what I mean? Like, I, it, for me, it's immaterial. I know you could argue it's not immaterial because that evidence is whether she was taken or not. But the fact that she's not there through... anymore, evidence that she was taken. Why do you know what I mean? just walk through the front door? Because obviously that was open. Well, yeah, but this is the thing. Apparently, Jerry initially said that it was locked and that he unlocked it. But I don't. I think, no, I think that's probably unlocked. him thinking, shit, I've got to say that I've got yeah. it. The other thing as well is that allegedly they had a bottle of wine before they even got to the restaurant. Yeah. Um. I, I sent you that. Do you remember that video we got shown in the health promotion unit, Hazel Show? Is that what you sent me earlier yeah. when I was at work? That video really disturbed me. And I thought, Christ, you know, because we, we talked about this and we have made a judgment about the behaviour. And, I, and I, I think that you can't help but make a judgment about something as. Well, you can only make an opinion of, yeah. based upon your own judgment. Well, your, your feelings are, and... yeah. I mean, I. We were looking at how much time they spent with the kids, weren't we? Okay. And. Oh, I, yes, it's their holiday as well as the kids' holiday. But they they spent no time with those kids. They put them in, in the creche all day. And then Kate's like, oh, yeah, well, we didn't want them to have a babysitter because we didn't want to disturb them or upset their routine. I'm well, like... Don't, don't go on holiday with your kids, then. It makes me swear. Sorry if I'm just very sweary about this because I feel very passionate about my nieces and nephews and godchildren. And I said this to you when I went to Spain with my friend Michelle... She was a single mum at the time and um, her son was about six and her sister was also a single mum and she had a boy who was just, I think, six weeks older than Michelle's son. And what they did is they took like little baby stroller pram things that yeah. you get for like 30 quid from mother care because, one, kids walk so bloody slowly mm-hmm. um, and two, it was convenient. So what we would do is we were out there with Michelle's mum and dad and her auntie. So there was um, six adults to two children. And the parents were like, yeah, we're not looking after the kids. You can look after them. They're your kids at the end of the day. Cool. So the boys would have dinner with us. We would maybe have a drink. We wouldn't get absolutely wasted, but, you know, we would have a drink. And then when the boys were tired, we'd put them in the strollers put the blanket on them, cover them over, they would fall asleep and then we'd walk back to the apartments with the boys and the thing. Happy days. I cannot even imagine leaving, in the, even in the hotel that I was staying in, which was a big hotel, but everyone was pre- everything was pretty close. Mm-hmm. I can't even imagine even having dinner and leaving the boys somewhere where I couldn't see them. They always said, oh, it was like having dinner in our garden. 
But it was not, because having dinner in your garden is like metres away from the house. That's a frigging big garden. If that's your garden, yeah, you've got some warped idea of what a garden is. And even if you did have a garden that big, you wouldn't be at the other bloody end of it, would you? No. Um, You'd be very nice, very close to the house. The kids also are in a familiar area. They know how to yeah. find you. They know where to go to. You, uh, there was a pool between... Yeah, so she could have there, And there was a the wall... Pool. That, that, that wall, she could have fallen over the wall. All sorts of things could have happened. Oh, this is what I mean. It's not even just about the abduction thing for me. It's about a personal safety thing. And I, I'm a massive Rory Miller fangirl. He's a self-defence instructor and an author, and he's a legend, in my opinion. And he always says about the bullshit self-serving rationalisations that we have to keep ourselves safe from our lies to ourselves. And I think Kate and Jerry have got a lot of bullshit self-serving rationalisations about having dinner in the garden. I think that's one of them. Mm-hmm. It's four times the size of my garden. We looked at that earlier, didn't we? Yeah. Can you imagine? Right. We, we had a big garden when we were younger. And if any time mum and dad were having something going on, mm. they'd be literally sitting outside the patio doors. Mm. That's what I mean. I mean... You do that, don't you? When yeah. I've been on holiday with my friends and the kids have gone to bed, you have to just accept. You sit on the sit balcony on the or you sit in the lounge and the kids are in the bedroom yeah. or you, you sit just outside the front or yeah. you sit close by. That's just what you do. But I, this is why... Unless I, there's like... The only times we were ever left was when there was like an 18-year-old or a 16-year-old. Yeah. Yeah. Who but was I, able to... usually had a phone, they could call them. Even then they'd probably only be two seconds away mm. i just find it's there's something not right I, and that's why i think maybe they gave them i don't even know that they've given them like a drug drug you know to drug them, but even possibly some sort of really heavy duty antihistamine that maybe they shouldn't have had yeah because antihistamines knock me out well yeah i mean i used <laughs> to do, i used to do night duty and i struggled sleeping i used to take um like a fenugan mixture christ they said knock me out it was great because I was just in the land of the nod and yeah. after doing nights, I needed to, to sleep because I knew I'd be back on shift again the next night. But I don't know how... I don't think for one minute you're meant to give that to, to kids. No, and they're doctors. They know, they know these types of things. So so what's your, what's your, like, overall... Oh, and just to say, by the way, they didn't have a pram. Talking, going back to my pram story, I heard somewhere they didn't have a pram... Which is unusual to say you've got two two year olds twins, two two year old twins, twins like. Oh. How are you supposed to? Well, they didn't obviously look after the kids at all when they were there. They were putting. This is the other thing I don't understand. If they're putting them in creche all day, so they're in kids club all day with the same staff that are probably going to be looking after them in the yeah. evenings or similar staff. Yep. Because we all know it works on shift rotors, rotating <sighs> rotors when those yeah. sorts of places, and everyone else seemed and lots of other people using this. Um, because it was a, it was like a family resort tennis yeah. thing, so or activities resort where they you were able to come on holiday. Your kids would be looked after for even in the evenings. There was the option to have, uh, like a nanny type yeah. situation. Yeah, ten pounds an hour apparently. Not expensive. They're already paying. They're paying enough to be there anyway. And if they're already wanting to go out, they know they're going to be out for dinner every it's night. Not like Why they're going to be out all you night. You just have someone look after them. Yeah, I know. I know. What I find amazing though is. And maybe this is like the social psychology side of it, is that they all agreed upon this. They were all doing it. It was like, I can even imagine the kind of stuff, oh, you know, saves themselves like 40 quid a night. 
And I suppose because your mates are doing it, you feel a little bit like, mm, I suppose that's okay. Yeah. But I looked at where they are, where they're positioned compared to where their mates, the mates partners were. Closer. And they were so vulnerable on that corner. Because they're right on the road, right on the yeah, edge. Yeah, two roads though, not just one. They're, they're on two roads. And um, uh, will you upload the yeah, I'll pictures? Upload yeah, the and pics. I'll put some stuff on Twitter. Um, I've got to sort of Twitter out yet, my bad. <laughs> but um, I just, I would not have felt comfortable like that. But I do feel there possibly was an element of peer pressure in that. What also blew my mind is that one of those couples had a daughter who was ill and they were checking on her regularly. And I'm like, right, so your kid's ill, but you still bugger off out and, and have dinner and leave her on her own. Cool. I, 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 I don't care if people think I'm an asshole for saying this, but I just think it's disgusting. I really do. And I think that, like I said, if they were, if this was some single mother from Huddersfield who had a problem with some sort of drug... Everyone be like, oh, disgusting, take the kid away. But because they they were not that demographic, because they, were, they weren't completely unfortunate looking. I mean, do you remember the Shannon Matthews story? Yeah. Oh, Christ, she was awful, wasn't she? And she was a wrong one. But the, the mother, not the kid. Um, you know, was I was repulsed by her. I'm not going to lie, I was repulsed by her. She was a horrible person. But I can't say I feel that much differently about these two. No. Because I don't understand how you... Leave your children. And my final comment on that, because I don't want to hate on them too much, because <laughs> I do have empathy for them, and I I really do think it must be a horrendous situation, because I think you must have this part of your DNA, you know, the loss of your child all yeah. the time. They had IVF to have these babies. And speaking as somebody who doesn't have any children but would have loved to have children, I can't get my head around how you would go to all that. Because IVF is not fun. Um... You know, I can't understand how you would go through that process and then and then not just not even lock the doors. I know. And those poor twins now. Yeah. Do you know and what I mean? Maddie. They're completely lost in this. Yeah, Maddie. Maddie's completely lost yeah. now, isn't it? It's, it's Although they keep saying it's all about Maddie, we want our Maddie but I don't, I keep Maddie's do name you feel out that there. Really I don't in your heart? I don't get that. I, don't I forget either. that Maddie I'm guilty of it myself forgetting that she's the victim in this because yeah. it's so centred around them two. I know. Um, and I just thought, for, for me, that my big problems are why wouldn't you pay for the additional service if you know yeah. that you don't want to spend time with your kids? Mm. I've also worked um, in um, a chalet type situation with people that have had kids and I've worked extra than we were initially paid to to look after their kids again when the kids have been ill I've been there cleaning them looking after mm. them and they literally they I mean I'm not going to mention where this is or what it was because it's not appropriate it's not appropriate but the they even wanted me to take the child into another chalet whilst they sneaked back from skiing to go out to another village where they wanted to go shopping and go and have some drinks. So I had to lie to their own child that they were not, that they were out skiing and so she had to play at home because they knew if the child saw them come home, she would have wanted to go with them and they didn't want to have any children with them. Mm-hmm. So that, it just shows you some, it's just, I've had personal experience of my parents who had, a, I think, a very healthy relationship with, this is our kids' time, this is our yeah. time. When we want to go on holiday for us, 
we just go us two, yeah. we leave the kids with the godparents or with the grandparents, yeah. or we send them off yeah. to be with their their grandparents, and we have some time to ourselves because every parent needs time to themselves. Absolutely, and we completely get that. Um, but if you're on holiday as a and they they always say it, we're here for a kids' holiday. This is all about yeah, the kids. Family day day one and well halfway into the day one. They're already, oh, can you look after the kids? Would we be able to look after this? We're going to go out for this. We're going to do that. We're just going to leave the kids here. We're going to send the kids to ski school. We're going to do this. It's the same sort of situation as what I get the vibe. And it's just, it's just, that's what I find really difficult. Mm. So that's what I would take away from this. That's my opinion. So we, I'm trying to be less ranty and. <laughs> it's been a long one, this one. It has. And There's a lot to say that's a meaty one. It is, and, and yeah, if I'm ranty, I'm ranty, you know. I I, I don't really want to apologise because I agree with what Maya has just said about how Maddie is somehow lost in the yeah. the lunacy of the media. That's and so it's like a feeding frenzy. Yeah. And I do have empathy for them as parents. I don't particularly like them. I don't particularly understand their choices, but I understand that they are doing the best they can I'm with their it. with their children yeah. that they've got left, and I can't even imagine. You know, I have enough guilt over stuff I did with my nieces and nephews, when you know, just when I got grumpy or tired. Let yeah. alone you make a mistake and perhaps your kid pays the price for it. So yeah. I don't want to hate them too much. But in summary, I think I've written down some things. I find it really weird that they need to control the narrative so much mm-hmm. to the point where they're actually threatening people who write books. They've yeah. sued Amaral. They've, they've threatened that Pat, I think it's Pat Brown woman. So she took her, Amazon took her book offline. Um, and they've made a lot of money that has not been sent off to a charity or anything. It's gone right in their pocket. Well, there was that huge Ferrari about, I think a lot of the time when the worm turned with the media is when people also found out they paid their mortgage off with that money. Really? Yeah. And I'm, I'm like, okay, I kind of get that if you're not able to work. But I also feel like people weren't... And, and let's face it, possibly people paying into that fund who didn't earn the same kind of money as them, who perhaps felt a bit betrayed by that. Definitely. I don't, I don't know. Some people, you know, there's a child missing and yeah. they want to help out. They give those couple of pounds. That yeah. They've not got much Maybe money. they don't have enough. And then they... And then they pay their mortgage off. It's like... I find that a bit... Could have done with that money myself to pay off the mortgage kind of thing. Yeah. So, so yeah, I found Jerry McCann a very difficult personality to have. I found him very cold. Yeah, um, I, I think that's what everyone seems it, to There are times where you can see he has emotion, but it, it, something about that doesn't fly for me. It just, it's, it's, I don't know, can't put my, my sort of finger on it. The thing I also want to say again i've said it before but most of the time young people are victimized by people that they know so i i think that's really important to bring that up i also think the portuguese police were just just shocking yeah and i do feel for for kate and jerry because i think they tried to to keep their mouth shut about that to start with and you know they were pissing in the wind because they were awful um and i don't think I think, sorry, I don't think hmm. that they've ever really shown any remorse for leaving her alone. I think they've just... It's been a PR campaign. It's yeah. how I... Yeah. And, and that's really my, my final thoughts. I think that 
I suppose he's a bit arrogant and and she's possibly a bit controlled by him. I don't know. She's a super bright woman, you know. She's educated. And do I think because you're not a very likeable or, you know, because your personalities are such that you don't have create much sympathy that you possibly have killed your kid? Absolutely not. But I think there's a lot of people that would have done things a lot differently, in my opinion. So that's my opinion. I think she, I think something happened to her that she's abducted either planned or opportunistic i think possibly she had been given something and it was that was why it was a bit easier and and they probably feel guilt from that and also they left it on her own and that's my final thought on that yeah and i think just to wrap up i think we both wish that there one day is a conclusion god i think everyone wishes that for not only the parents mm. the further family um, robert Murat, who we've not even talked about who was a suspect and allegedly innocent. Yeah, and he was drowned through the ringer. Poor guy. By the bloody um, media as well. And if anyone has been involved, that they're brought to justice, if it's possible, um, that Maddie gets her, or Madeline gets her rest in peace, mm. or just some quest- questions, uh, questions answered for everyone involved, and mm. this case gets put to rest. Um, and I think that's what we both wish, and I think everyone wishes really. Mm. Um, and I think that we've not re- we've gone through it all, probably three times over. Oh God, I don't think we have. I think there's so much more. So, um, our opinions maybe three times over, yeah. but not all the details. We'll put everything on social media as we do always. Yeah. Um. So also, we're going to finish up with our what have you been oh, doing? Yeah, of course. Well, you've I mean, not done anything because we've been we've been binge um, recording. So we recorded our other episode yesterday. But I went out last night and I went to see Rocket Man. Which you said is amazing. I just loved it. And I I can't remember the name of the guy uh, who is the actor in it. He I was, like him. He played Eddie the Eagle. Yeah. And he was also and in Kingsman. The Kingsman. I can't remember his name. He was bloody brilliant. Honestly, it's such a... I knew... I said this to you earlier. And I, know, and I knew like pretty much his story. But the music, you forget how much great music him and Bernie Taupin wrote. I mean, what a what an incredible pair. And what an amazing pairing. So, yeah, I recommend you see it. If for no other reason, it's just a bit of fun. Um, and very, very over the top with the costumes. Yeah. I think, I think that you look back and think, what the bloody hell was, was he wearing? Was it filmed super well, was it? Um, yeah, I mean, I'm not really a, I'm not much of a critique I can't really critique, um, you know, the sort of skill level of the film, but I, I felt very engaged in it. And you know me, I'm I'm an old fart. I normally fall asleep. Yeah. The time the film started, it was nine o'clock, and I'm like, Christ, I'm in bed by then. Oh, Taron Egerton or Egerton Egerton. Yeah. He's brilliant. He's great. I like Such him. a good actor. He. I really liked the King's so Lots of people didn't like it. I really liked. It. I liked the first one. The second one I thought was not so good, yeah, but the first one was yeah, I liked that and. I just <laughs> loved him in Eddie the Eagle. Yeah. Because I love, I love an underdog story. Yeah. Um, and I felt like, whether you love Elton John or not, whether you like his music or not, I thought it was just a good movie to sort of, sort of um, have some fun with. And, love yeah. Elton John. Yeah. Well, he's, he's, again, he's another person that polarises people, isn't he? <laughs> I won't get into his language. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a good film. Get an opportunity to go. If you, sorry, if you get an opportunity, go and um, 
I really want to see it. I might wait till it comes out because we never go to cinema. I went to, oh, actually, I went to see the the new... What, is it Toy Story? Oh, did you? Yeah. When did you see that? The other week. <gasps> oh, God. I, I really wanted to, to go. I went to Urban... Uh, oh yeah oh i love her but do you, i'm going there monday night as it well. was nice but they were low on staff so they oh, were a bit sheesh. slow no i know but they were, they were very polite were they and i had good service from the girl who was serving me yeah and i cool. had the same girl so yeah. that was good i just were you there on a sunny day uh yeah oh god it was it was just so beautiful i went there yeah, it was lovely i think it's it was helped by because i was with erin and karen and i love them they're just such nice people yeah did you sit outside? Um, no, we sat sort of just inside, but it was sunny and it was just, just, just you know, I I know people hate on this country. <laughs> I love this country. I think it's the best country in the world. And um, I agree with that, actually. I, I love this way. country. I think we should be really proud of the fact that we, apart from Brexit. Um, <laughs> and no, let's not start talking about politics. No. I don't want to upset myself. But in when the sun is out, it's glorious. We are, it's, Even it's when just, it's raining, I love it. Yeah, <laughs> love but, but there's just something nice about a summer, English summer evening where it's not too hot, you can go and chill out with your mates and, you know, it was just really, really green and fabulous. So. And I just love bloody English etiquette. <laughs> Do you know what? It's so satisfying when you're in Britain and you've been away and you get into England and everyone queues. And it's like, oh, we just know how to queue. It's so lovely. Most of the time, I mean, you get the odd one or two. I was gonna say, having not actually having just been in Spain and seeing a lot of guys get drunk, yeah. who were English. I was ashamed to be English. That yeah, night. yeah, that, yeah. That but England, cool. English people abroad don't no. want to know them. Yeah, English people at home not so bad. However, on the motorway, they also want to queue rather than merge. I don't understand <laughs> that. You've got a lane to merge. Why don't you use the two lanes rather than all file into one lane and then you back up on traffic? Oh, I, I just. Let's not start talking about the traffic because we'll be here till Christmas. This is like the longest episode ever. I know. Sorry about that. Not sorry. Not so, sorry. um, I hope you enjoyed this. And like I say, we don't think that Kate and Jerry had anything to do with it. Please don't sue us. Please don't sue us. I can't afford it. No, nor can I. We're students for the next five years. Please don't. <laughs> Please don't sue us. Yeah. Anyway, um, have an awesome weekend. Thank you so much for listening. And uh, yeah, weekend. I'm saying weekend because it's Saturday, but it'll be Wednesday when this is released. Yeah, well, long weekend. Yeah. Have an awesome life. Yeah. Have a good week and we'll see you next week. Bye. On Wednesday. <laughs>